Welcome to ASHE's Trainee Excellence Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Marterstein, and today we're talking with Christina Valianatos. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Andrew. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, so Christina, she's part of our Public Education and Awareness Committee, and for quite a few years now, she's been a DNA judge. Christina, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, happy to. Uh, so yes, uh, my name is Christina Valianatos. I currently work at the Jackson Laboratory for Genomic Medicine in Connecticut in the Genomic Education Department. So my role is a Genomic Education and Outreach Program Manager. So basically what that means is I design lessons and programs to help folks learn about genetics. Um, my main focus of my job is like high school level teachers and students, but I also get to work with undergrads, PhD students, scientific staff, and even the public for different trainings and events. Um, and they all focus on genetics. But before this role, um, I'm in the science education field now, but my background is all science actually. So I'm trained as a geneticist. I received my PhD in human genetics from the University of Michigan. And DNA Day is actually what completely changed the trajectory of my career from bench science to education. So really changed my life. And so that's why I'm here today doing what I do. And I call myself a DNA Day super fan because I love DNA Day. That's so great. I mean, how did you first hear about DNA Day and get involved? So I first heard about DNA Day at an ASHG conference, actually. It was 2016 in Vancouver, and I was in my fourth year of PhD. Um, I heard a talk from Josh Hall about the North Carolina DNA Day program. That's where scientists visit local classrooms um, around DNA Day in April, and they present lessons and engaging activities with high school students, and they get to share their career paths. It really fosters this like connection between young scientists and students in the community. And I just, I love the concept. And he was looking for collaborators. So long story short, I just, I jumped at the chance and I created a Michigan DNA Day program uh, at my university that year. And during those last years of my PhD, with the help of an awesome leadership team of trainees around me, we established Michigan DNA Day. And it became an educational outreach group where we did similar things. We reached first, you know, just a few hundred students and then thousands of students across Southeast Michigan. Um, it's an organization that's still going strong, and it really fostered my love for, like, outreach and connecting with students and kind of promoting genetics education, which is a big theme of, of DNA Day. Um, so that's where I first heard about it and kind of, you know, again, got me started on this journey. I've been judging the ASHG DNA Day contest ever since around that time also. So that's also when I learned about it. Pretty much every year since I think I've I've been a judge, um, and all these years later I've just kind of gotten the reputation of being a DNA Day nerd. Um, I'm I have brought it to Jacks every year to celebrate um, since I've been there with some internal festivities. Um, my team in the genomic education department we actually run a similar essay contest to the ASHG essay contest with our network teachers and students. Um, so yeah, I, I, I've been doing DNA Day for a while now, and I and I love it. Can you tell me a little bit about the community that you started up in Michigan? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I started basically just me kind of organizing this student group, PhD student group and, and postdocs, so pretty much anyone that wanted to join. Um, I, I recruited broadly and said, hey, like we have this collaborator North Carolina DNA Day program that offer this free curriculum that we can go into high schools and do little lessons and talk to students who wants to join me. And I got about maybe like 30 or so brave 
trainees <laughs> that would join me at some local schools. Um, I did some cold emails to to local high schools um, saying, hey, we're a bunch of scientists. Would you like us to come to your classroom and um, and talk to your students about, about genetics, about what we do, about our career paths, about our backgrounds? And so we scheduled a few visits that first year in 2017. Um, and we had a great time. Everyone had a great time. The teachers were so excited because, you know, they're looking for opportunities to give real science, real connections to careers, to their students. The students loved it. Um, you know, they got to connect with us. Maybe they just liked it because, you know, they didn't have real class that day. I don't know. But <laughs> it was fun for them, too, it looked like. And the scientists liked it. I mean, you know how it is. Like, you're doing experiments. They're failing all the time. You have another talk. You have to read this other paper. But it's so refreshing to just like leave the lab, leave the bench, leave the computer or whatever work you're doing and just kind of go out there and talk about what you do kind of reminds you why you got into science. Students ask like really fun, engaging questions and it's just really refreshing. So that was kind of the first year everyone just had like a really good vibe from from doing that program. And um, and yeah, ever since then we, we grew. Um, so I had a leadership board of other trainees that helped me you know, think of ideas of how to grow the group and and they really help so much us take off and, and reach even more students and even more teachers um, and even more scientists across the University of Michigan, you know, recruiting them to to join us, developing new lessons, new activities on different topics. It was it was so much fun. And and the group's still growing strong. So I'm I'm so happy that, you know, others others are enjoying it and others can lead that group now at Michigan. How old are the students that you're talking to? Because I know that talking to students who don't have, you know, the background is a challenge. And, you know, science communication is so important to be able to talk to people outside your field and, you know, inspire the next generation of scientists. And so uh, what, what were some of your approaches for going to these schools, talking to them? And what were some of your favorite experiences doing that? So we modeled everything off of the North Carolina DNA Day program, which approached high schools. Um, so I think that's a little bit easier because those students, even at ninth grade biology, you'll have some sort of some sort of genetics or inheritance as part of the curriculum. Um, so you can have a little more sophisticated conversation about genetics than, you know, maybe an elementary school group, right? Um, so I think that that definitely helps to, you know, kind of talk about your career path and your research. But it doesn't mean that, you know, you can only talk about the things that you do with like a, you know, more knowledgeable audience. Um, in terms of, you know, kind of connecting with the students, I think when we would do our our high school visits, we had a lot of the curriculum shared from North Carolina DNA Day, but then also was able to adapt and, and create new lessons. We, we had some really brilliant folks um, that created new lessons and new activities based on maybe other outreach that they had done or just kind of looking online and, and trying to adapt other curriculum. So I think kind of to your point, right, like it is really important to, to think about your audience and where they're coming from and what their knowledge base is and trying not to like go over their head or, you know, talk about things that are like approachable or ways to connect with them. So the things that we would do would involve a little bit of learning, some sort of lesson, PowerPoint slides, but also a hands-on activity. So kind of regardless of if they didn't understand anything we just said, maybe we could do something hands-on. 
and that would engage them in a different way. So also that kind of like differentiated approach where you're like doing a few different things when you're with them, I think was also really helpful. And one last thing I'll say about kind of science communication or that type of outreach is, you know, remembering that no one's an empty vessel. We're not like here to just fill them up. Everyone's coming with their own knowledge and their own experiences. And so trying to like remember that whenever we go into a new situation, um, we would have little like scientist ambassadors is what we were called when we would go into the classroom. Um, we would have little scientist ambassador trainings to try to like, you know, help people be mindful of like what they're sharing and, you know, fostering discussions with with the students um, and not just talking at them. Did you find that there was a particular subject area about DNA or genetics that really excited and invigorated students? Or was it just a general like the face-to-face interaction? Yeah, that, that's a good question. I'm not really sure because I didn't get to see like every scenario. So we had a a good a good number of different like curricular topics from and, a, and they were all genetics, of course, for DNA Day, but some were on genetics and inheritance, one was on forensics, one was more microbiology and immunology. Um, so, so I didn't, I never taught like every scenario. So I don't personally know, you know, kind of like a reaction from one classroom type lesson versus another. Um, yeah, so I, I'm not really sure, but I think sometimes I will say that genetics surprises people. People think like, oh, it's, you know, okay, it's DNA in the cell inheritance, blah, 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 whatever. But like really, if you're if you're interested in human health, genetics is related to anything. Like maybe you want to be a cardiovascular surgeon and you don't think genetics is important. Well, I mean, DNA shapes the heart, right? So like the heart has cells that have DNA. And so there's a genetic component to that. So I think sometimes maybe just like sharing the connections of genetics to all of all of health, all of us that that really you know, there's a way to tie it into almost anything um, in at least the biomedical field. So sometimes students are really like surprised by that. So it's not quite answering your question, but um, but sometimes I like to think of, you know, ways that are a little bit non-traditional or can surprising to to the folks that we that we like engage with to pique their interest or maybe show them something new. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's amazing going out there and talking to all these students, those face-to-face interactions. It's exciting. I want to shift the focus for a second because there's a second way you've been really involved in DNA Day, and that's as a judge. So can you tell me a little about, bit about your experience being a judge on DNA Day? Yeah, happy to. Um, like I said, I, I first heard about DNA Day at an ASHG conference, and so it was probably shortly after that that I became a, a judge. Um, and so again, it was a similar feeling of like, oh, this this sounds like a really cool way to like engage with the community. It's pretty low stakes. I just have to stay home and read some essays. You know, it didn't seem that hard. And it wasn't that hard. Um, but kind of a nice way to to do that type of outreach to kind of, you know, scratch that itch that I had to like engage with the community and and do something to give back. Um, so like I said, I've I've been I've been judging essays for the ASHG essay contest ever since I was a trainee. Can you tell us a little bit about what exactly that process is like as a judge? Sure. So the first step is to sign up. So when you get all those emails from ASHG, don't ignore them. Um, <laughs> so you have to um, sign up to be a judge and you can choose uh, to judge in round one, round two, or both. 
And so what that looks like is um, in round one, basically it's um, assigning folks essays that, um, and, and you're basically just kind of judging to give them a pass or not. Um, so you're assigned a number of essays. I like this round because it's a little bit faster. You can kind of really tell who got the concept, who missed the mark. Um, and you get to read a lot of essays. It's fun to see the different perspectives that each student takes. Um, if you're low on time, I would say that this is the, the one to volunteer for. Um, if you get assigned round two, that's the next round. Um, and then you evaluate based on, on a rubric. So this takes a little bit more time. So there are standards that ASHG sets for like the top essays. And so all the ones that made it through round one get to round two. Um, you're really considering like the student's writing quality, their sources, the points they're making, the arguments, you know, that they're the evidence of their brain for their argument. Um, so this does take more time, but I would say it's arguably more rewarding. You also could be reading the the winning essays. So some of these essays are really really great you know it's just kind of surprising sometimes that these are coming from high school students yeah, i mean what makes an essay stand out to you well two things of course one that you know they they kind of understand the concept and and the, the topic and they they did their research they present evidence that's that's what we're looking for um but i would say on top of that any sort of personal connections that the students draw to their own lives or experiences. I like seeing that. You know, I don't like reading just a dry essay. I just did this research and I'm going to, you know, regurgitate the three sources that I found. If they kind of sometimes connect to something they learned in class or or a family connection, something interesting, a, a different perspective that they thought of in their research, it's not a requirement. It's not in the rubric. But personally, I like when when that happens because i can see that there's some sort of spark there when they were doing this essay it, it you know brought something up in them and and it just makes me really happy for them that they they got that kind of extra little spark or boost you know when when they were doing their essay so overall how does being involved in dna day how has that influenced your own perspective on genetics or science communication yeah, like I said, DNA Day kind of changed my life in general because I came to this conference as a, you know, bench scientist trainee and was super inspired and decided to change, leave the bench and um, do this educa science education field that I'm in now. So personally, it's really changed because I'm focusing on that now for me in my life. Um, but I think the concept of DNA Day, why I'm so passionate about it is one, it's, it's a day all about genetics. It, it's if you're a geneticist, if you're a, if you're a trainee in genetics, this is your day. Like this is for us. This day was made for us. And the beauty of it too is it's so simple. There's no like agenda where there's something that you have to do or talk about. It's it's DNA day. It's just about DNA day. So you really you really can talk about anything. You know, you want to use it as an excuse to talk about your research. You want to use it as an opportunity to create an outreach group. You know, you want to do an activity like you know, there's there's this judging contest from ASHG. Like, there's so many ways to connect genetics to your life. And so that's what I like, that this day is an opportunity. We know about it. We're geneticists. We, we do this all the time. We're in this community, but not everyone does. And so it's just an opportunity to kind of showcase the things that you do, the importance of genetics in, in our lives. That's why DNA Day was was founded, you know, to, to, to recognize the importance of, of genetics and genomics in our lives and our futures so yeah i just i think it's a 
it's a wonderful day to make it your own in the JetX community. So have you expanded outside of DNA and got involved in other uh, public engagement opportunities, yet curious uh, beyond just DNA Day, which obviously is a major effort. So now my job is uh, education and outreach. So since I finished my PhD, I, I decided to pursue a career in science education, and I found this role at the Jackson Laboratory that's specifically genetics education. So it was perfect for me with my training and background in genetics. So I would say, like, yes, I do more than DNA Day because that's that's my everyday job <laughs> now. But in general, you know, I also um, have the opportunity to do other other things in my free time. Um, so for ASHG, I am a part of the uh, PEAK, so the Public Education and Awareness Committee. So in a similar vein, it's it's about education and and building awareness and um, creating things like the DNA Day essay contest, the topics. Um, different fact sheets that are released, like any sort of educational materials that the society um, releases um, often come through that committee. Um, now I don't do as much outreach kind of in my free time just because I do it all the time in my job. Like I don't need to spend as much time outside of, you know, working hours doing other types of things like that. But I still love it and I love to foster that love in others as well and, and give them an opportunity because it made such a difference for me in my training. So, you know, just giving others a, an opportunity to do those types of things to see, you know, how it impacts them and, and their futures. I'll finish with one last question. For the next, I guess, five to 10 years of DNA Day, what are you most, most excited for? What are you most excited about it? Jeez, that's a hard question. I'm, I'm not sure. I love that DNA Day last year just celebrated the 20th anniversary. So it's it's been going strong for two decades. So, you know, I, I hope at least very simply that it continues for the next 10 to 20 years and beyond. I hope that genetics is, you know, recognized as not just some niche, you know, little field. It's it's really, it really connects all of us. It's such an important field. It's, it's touching so many other fields across biomedicine, um, you know, personalized medicine at-home ancestry tests, like pretty much anyone is, you know, COVID tests, like the last few years, people just have been talking about genetics, maybe without realizing it, especially as we get into like considerations of social justice or ethics, data privacy, things like that. I, I'm sure it will get, you know, genetics in general and genomics will get much more integrated into our lives. So I hope like the rule of DNA Day can serve to educate folks and, you know, empower them to learn more about it and and recognize the importance of, of genetics in, in our lives. Thank you so much for joining us, Christina, telling us about this. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. It was a pleasure. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. If you're interested in learning more about DNA Day or being a DNA Day essay judge, check out the ASAG at learning.ashg.org. Till next time, this has been your host, Andrew Martyrstein.